Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the for all hair types podcast with mahogany and marcy uh today is a good today's gonna be a good one we're gonna talk about the big chop um and i'm super excited to talk about this because i cut off all of my hair about five years ago and that was the third time that i've done it um but i recently just like kind of understood the magnitude of like what cutting off your hair and like that acceptance into like or you know growing from like being aware of yourself to like accepting yourself has really just like, I didn't even know I've been on this journey for so long, but like, I just realized that I'm on this journey and Marcy, you just like, you just did a big chop. So like, I, I feel like this is just be awesome. did. Yeah, I really did. I think was it a month ago. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. always had long hair I, pretty much my entire life since being a child and you know, from the early childhood days of just having like naturally like straight hair and really, you know, that was just like my identity being in braids and being in bows and all sorts of adornments, you know, that I feel like Hispanic mothers love to put on their daughter's hair. And um, yeah, it was about a month ago when I was like, all right, I'm ready to do this. I'm just bored. I was really just bored of just having long hair. And I'm like, why am I so tied to my long hair? Why is it such a part of just who I am and I was just ready to try something out and it's been an interesting journey. And so you've, you've done the chop much, you know, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. More than once. Is that what you said? Like more than once? This is like my third time cutting off my hair. Um, But before we go there, Marcy, I yes. wanted like for, because obviously we're on a podcast so that yeah. not everybody can see like for reference, how long was your hair when you cut it? It was down to my lower back. I would okay. say like pretty long down. There. And I, I mean, I'm a short girl, but still it was pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely five one. So yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. My kids are taller than you. I love this. This is hilarious. Most people um, are. <laughs> But you see, you have such like a, like a, like a big, like powerful presence that like, nobody knows that you're five one. Uh, Like it just, it's not a thing. Like it's different. Um, But so now your hair is like, kind of just like underneath your shoulders. Like it's like by your clavicle bone. Yeah. Clavicle. Damn. Like that is a significant amount of hair. So like, how did you feel like with the first cut? Like, were you like, oh shit. (laughs) I actually wasn't. I felt like at this time, I don't know. I thought about it a few times in years past, but never, you know, I just always, for some reason associated like feeling sexy with long hair. And, and again, it's just conditioning, right. You know, societal conditioning. I feel like, you know, maybe as like a, having like that Latin, you know, culture that's always, you know, reinforced. Like, I feel like it was just femininity. And that was just always a part of just like, you know, long, sexy, dark hair is just Mm -hmm. the toolkit, right. Into being like, I don't know. So being stupid, a sexy think, person. Yes. Right. Like, right? like what? And it's just kind of silly. And I'm, and it was kind of this thought of like, well, I could still have, you know, like feel sexy and feel feminine with short hair, mm-hmm. but I was super, you know, I went obsessively, you know, researching and thank you. You also sent me some great pictures, which I ended up definitely using one of the pictures as my reference with my hairdresser, you know, because totally it was thought so, but I wasn't sure. Yes, I was like, you definitely Ooh. did. Yeah. Because they're, you know, 
this is going to sound horrible, but um, I always had the fear of, oh, okay, well, if I go from long hair feeling, you know, younger, sassier, with short hair make me feel like, you know, that suburban mom cut that I would want to avoid for my whole life and right. <laughs> against that, right. you know, hairstyle. But it was always, I always felt like I, um, it short hair always felt like it was more about convenience and kind of giving up. Like mm. that was the, you know, impression okay. that I had in my head of like, yeah, that's what you do. And you kind of give up on yourself as a woman and you just, and so that was, I had to unpack that and unlearn that thought process. I'm like, no, there's a lot of really cute, sexy, short haircuts that I think, you know, would fit my lifestyle, my vibe or what I want to project yep. but that was the I was the mind fuck I'll just say that was the mind fuck I had about short hair most of my life Dude, it was like that makes so much fucking sense to me like that makes so much sense to me and after like sitting or standing <laughs> standing behind a chair for 20 years I can all I can see why you would think that because most of the time when I had guests who were doing like a big chop it was it was like a utilitarian reason Right. Like I got kids. I don't have time to be busting with my hair. I overprocessed my hair. So now I have to cut it off. So it's almost like a fucking punishment. Like, I, you know, like it's like a punishment to cut off all your hair. I, so many stories of specifically of like people who identify as women, like getting their hair cut by their moms because their hair was too hard to like handle, whether it was too curly or too thick or like, like the kid didn't participate enough. And in fact, I've even said that to my kid, like who's got shoulder, like we'll pass probably about the same length hair as you, Mm -hmm. Marcy, um, curly to like wavy, but like thick and coarse, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's hard to detangle on the regular. And especially when you're 13 and you've got like hormones and whatnot. And I was like, if you can't take care of it, I'm cutting it off. I am like now hearing this in a whole new light, simply because you were like, this is about giving up. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is like giving me like, like a lot of things to think about because I think that that is exactly the kind of things that like a lot of like, again, people identifying as women, like the shit that we're told when we're young Mm -hmm. about like having, you know, whether it's long, dark hair, long blonde hair or long red hair, like depending on what culture you're about, like these things were necessary. Like these were like having big, thick, curly, long red hair was like a sign of like health and vitality Mm -hmm. and like if you're a woman, like that means that men are going to seek you out because you're going to be a great mom because you're like a healthy woman. Exactly. Like, so you have, you're, you have all these things that are, you're told and like, you're really thoughtful about, and then like mama can't handle your hair anymore. So she gonna cut it off. Like, Oh (laughs) my God. Or put so much pressure on you to keep it long. But like, you're right. That's exactly what it is. It's a total mind fuck. And you, realizing it and like unpacking it unlearning it and then acting on it so i shared this with you earlier but i'm gonna share i'm gonna share it now but when i have cut off my hair before like i cut off i shaved my head when i was a kid just to be like a rebellious little shit because i knew it would piss off my mom like i knew it would and y'all i did this at like the most wrong time it was like school pictures or something uh (laughs) senior my senior pictures oh yeah 
So I had like about an inch and a half when it was like picked out. Like okay. I had about an inch and a half of hair. And my mom was like, mm-hmm. and my mom has <laughs> always been pretty cool, like for the most part. And like, she really wasn't that pissed about it, but she was like, cool. And her, her retaliation in this moment, and I'm going to call it a retaliation. This wasn't like her teaching me a lesson. This was a retaliation was to pick out my outfits for my senior pictures. And I, I liked one of them. Mm. Not so much the other one. I look like a crazy person. Uh, it's fine though. So, so we'll, uh, maybe I'll find those and put those up uh, on, on our Instagram soon. Cause that shit's hilarious. <laughs> um, but so that was the first time that I did it. And I did it because I just wanted to be rebellious. Like that was the whole reason. So like, I didn't even think about like growing it out or like what it was going to look like. I just, and you know, my, my best friend had done it and she was just like, wow, you have such a beautiful skull. She's like, you don't have any nicks, no bumps, no ridges, like you've got a great skull. So that kind of gave me some confidence to just like be able to wear short hair for as long as I wanted. But this last time, I had grown my locks out for 16 years. They were part of my pregnancies. They were part of my marriage. They were part of like all of this, like life that I had built for myself. And as I've gotten older, my hair has thinned out and people are going to be like, Oh girl, it's because you had these long ass locks and you weren't taking care of your hair. No, 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 boo. Like I come from a long line of like women whose hair in their forties tends to, tends to thin out. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll get to the, where I, where I'm going with this in a minute, but like the thought process it for me was I'm 40. I want to try something different. I've had the same hair forever. And when I cut it off, I had one of our, one of our, our mutual friends, Thomas cousins, who's an amazing educator and uh, platform artist and like a longtime friend. I like text him. I was like, listen, when I see you at the next show, I want you to cut my hair off. And he was like, are you fucking with me? He's no. like, I looked at my wife, but he's like, I looked at Brandy and was like, I think she's fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandy's like, no, because Brandy's like, one, his wife is one of those people who can wear fucking any hair color, any haircut and still be fly. Like mm. I have seen her red, dark brown, like silver, blonde, short, like she fly no matter where she wear. And I kind of wanted some of that confidence too, you know, like I wanted to like, see if that's where I felt. And you know what? I cut off my hair. It was delightful. I immediately dyed it pink though. Like immediately, like I literally, they cut off all my dreads. They picked out my little like two inches of hair. And then I went to bed, I was shampooed, which felt amazing because it was like a different level of like sensation. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so. Then I came out and I was like with my little natural brown hair, you know, I was like, wow. And then I started noticing some of the grays that had peaked in because I just never really noticed them when they were all Mm -hmm. like locked up in my hair. But like, I have the same whale spout of gray that my mom does and it's crazy. Um, And then immediately I was like, Brian Whitney, get over here and lighten my hair so I can turn it pink. And he was like, okay. (laughs) So I immediately like shifted it. Like I didn't even give myself a moment to accept it. Wow. Once, Like I just like shifted my moved on to something or, you know, an iteration. Exactly. And like, when you're in the beauty business, like that is just like sort of a natural thing. Like we shift our color, we shift our makeup, we shift our clothes, we shift the texture. Like we can do all these amazing things. So like, why not do it? Mm -hmm. And I still stand by that. I still stand by like, why not? But so then over that time, I like, (laughs) 
then I bleached it again. And for all the hairdressers out there, I know I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did. I paint, I, I bleached my hair and then I turned it pink and then I bleached it again <clears throat> to like a white, which took a couple of times. Yeah. I damaged the shit out of my hair is what I did. I took the hair that like was left at, on my head and I just damaged it. So then I was like, you have to cut it all off again mm. because you've, damaged your hair so there's that whole thought process again about cutting my hair being a punishment wow right and like so that time i cut it all off and i have colored it like with demi colors here and there but i haven't hit it with any lightener i haven't hit it with any like permanent color um i've really just been like taking what my hair is and like richening it up and enhancing it like that's really all I've been doing because I wanted to figure out how to like move from just being aware of my hair and aware of like how my hair fits me to like loving it and accepting it and like accepting pieces of myself right and I know that there's like obviously going to be a lot of people out there like oh who cares it's just hair um and I think that that can be true for some people for me that was not true like not only am I a black woman but I'm you know I'm in the hair industry. So like, right. it is important. And it is important. Have like a lot of opinions mm-hmm. about black women who do hair and their hair. Hmm. Like a lot of opinions. And so over these last few years or this last year in particular, I've really done a lot of like extensions and like playing with wigs and like, you know, just really having a good time, like playing with my hair. And now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, so I, I actually do really like my hair. I really like, it's, it's, it's beautiful hair. It's, you know, fuzzy and puffy and soft and healthy and conditioned. And like, I can do pretty much anything I want to with it. Um, and you know, what's funny. It's like, I want to go back to my logs. Like, that's Mm. all I want to do. Like I've started to like, like think about, and I, to be fair, um, in my spare time, I've been researching and you know, like really just like worshiping these locticians out in the world who are just mm. like doing, they're doing God's work. If, if you ask me, they're just like so talented, so amazing what they're doing with like locks to repair them, to like help people like love their locks forever, teaching them about like how to take care of their hair. And that's the thing that I really love about a good lock, like about good dread styles is that when you have a good loctician who can teach you about how to grow your hair in these healthy ways, it actually develops this like almost sense of self-care and self-awareness and self-acceptance that is like really beautiful. Because as you, you know, like the whole like lock journey, like you go from your starter locks and then they get kind of puffy and you have to go get them retwisted or interlocked, you know, every four to six weeks or 12 weeks, depending. And then there's like all these like, there's all these things, these stages that you go through. And there's like one called the ugly stage. And like, I love it because it really helps you to like, look at yourself and recognize that, yeah, my hair looks funky, but it's not about that right now. It's about the health and the wealth and the journey of my hair. Mm -hmm. And like, you see yourself with your short hair and your face is exposed. The shape of your head is exposed. Like that your face shape is exposed. And then as it grows out, it shifts with every inch of hair, with every, like, you know, with every iteration of hair, you start to accept who you are in this, like, really cool way. Um, So 
I'm going to take myself on a lock journey. Since I've already done the starter lock journey, I'm like not trying to do that. And like, I'm 44 years old. So like, I also recognize that like, I don't have to do that because I now have the like funds and (laughs) the time and patience and the willingness to do some extensions in my hair when I do this. But like, I'm very much like looking into investing in seeing a great loctician having them put human hair extensions into my hair just to not even like add like a ton of length, but like really to just like make, make it like an overall even ish look. Right. So some will get like no extensions. Some will get like a little bit extensions. My goal is to like have it like Lauren Hill style, just like Mm -hmm. just to the shoulders so that I can eventually grow my hair back out so that I can, I can, and it's really funny because I think we've talked about this before, like long hair, sexy, gorgeous, da da da, all that. But realistically, like Alice Walker <laughs> and Toni Morrison have the best ass hair and they're like long gray dreads. And that's what I really want. Like, that's what I really want. Like when, as I get, when I get older is to just like have long gray dreadlocks, which is maybe not, you know, traditionally sexy. Maybe it's not traditionally like, you know, like the gray hairs, old ladies, like whatever. No, but like it's being, you know, torn down that standard, I feel like is out the window. Thank God. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like whoever that, what's uh, the guy who does like all the amazing gray hair on Instagram, Jack, Jack, somebody, I'll have to look that up. Like Jack Martin, something he's like taken so many people into these like beautiful gray, like they have like four or five inches of gray. And then they like, go to him and he just does these like elaborate, expensive, brilliant color services. Mm-hmm. By the end, they look incredible. But then wow. he's got like a list of like, this is how often you're going to have to return. This is how often you're going to need a toner. This is what you're going to need moving forward here. Let me set you up with a stylist in your city because people are flying from everywhere to see this guy. But wow. I digress. Anyways, um, but it is that that acceptance when you are like a big chop can be, it can be a punishment, but it doesn't have to be. It and doesn't. I think yeah, that's what I loved about you getting your haircut. Like, like you were excited about it. Like we like had like we were sharing mm-hmm. pictures and we're like, okay, so what style are you going for? Like, what are you excited about? Because you're right. I feel like it's been this thing that has been such a punishment or like yeah. giving up shit though when you said giving up i was like what that's so true <laughs> that's so true yeah that's so true yeah and i feel like what you said earlier about you know your face like being you know of course your hair is always such so closely connected to your face what everyone sees um and personally i've always preferred wearing my hair down and you rarely see me. I mean, yes, if I'm working out in the kitchen, it's in the, you know, it's pulled back, but one time. I've, I've yeah. seen your hair pulled back one time. Yep. And that's something else I think very related to all these, like, you know, I guess, um, beauty standards in my own mind. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels this way, but I've always felt like, Oh, I feel, you know, I, f- I like the way my hair down frames my face. I've got a round face or full cheeks and pulling it back is something that just accentuates things that maybe I don't want accentuated that much. And totally. it's, it's all bullshit really, you yeah. know, it's my own bullshit that I need to you know, work out. <laughs> has nothing to do with the fact that I can't wear my hair, you know, back. And it's interesting that the times that I have worn my hair back, 
you know, people do comment like, oh, you look great with your hair up or this and that. And I'm like, really? Question mark. You know, that's my response where I'm like, hmm, I don't really love it this way. It's also utilitarian for me. Yeah. Um, there's this singer that I'm a big fan of. Her name is Snow Allegra. And I've read an article about her. She's this beautiful, like Swedish and Iranian woman. Um, and she always has her hair pulled back really tight. And I read an article where she talked about um, the bravest thing that she's ever done is wear her hair back because it puts her face front and center. And that was something that she had to work on. And that moment I fell in love with her even more. I love her music, but it was such a mind blowing moment of you're right. Isn't that crazy as a woman to say that putting your hair back? (laughs) I'm I'm on Instagram being like snow Allegra. Let's go find her. S N O H. And yeah, it was just one of those aha moments for me of, wow, she's not wrong. I've always felt like I probably like hidden behind my, you know, having my hair done around my face. And, you know, I don't love when I do put makeup on, hell yeah, I'm contouring, you know, to give myself a little bit, you know, different shape because my cheeks and I always have full cheeks is something that, you know, just I've wanted to downplay those features. So right. Cause that, they're like baby features. They're not woman features. Right. Mm-hmm. So all, I mean, like cutting my hair was definitely, I had to think about all these things. Like I don't have this like long hair to kind of, you know, quote unquote hide behind or totally. you know, it's just different, you know? So um, it's definitely something like I don't regret doing. And people have asked me like, do you regret it? And like, I definitely have some people in my circles that like oh you're so brave like I would never cut my hair and it's like what's so brave about cutting your you know like I don't know I think it's kind of silly it shows us where we're at as like women people like yeah I could yeah okay cool brave but mm, there's a lot legitimate brave things that people do in the world I don't don't think cutting (laughs) hair is one of them but I could kind of understand where you come from when when you say that you know maybe it's the first like maybe it's like a first step in being brave like cutting off your hair like because I think again like when you look at it, like what your purpose behind it is and like why, like how you feel about yourself as your hair grows out. And especially like mm-hmm. if you don't have straight hair, like if you have wavy, curly, coily hair, short hair is like a whole different bag. Like it is a whole different bag because when your hair gets shorter, it like can spring up more. Or if you have like a bigger, looser wave, the shorter you go, the less wave you have. Like I just cut off my niece's hair and it was like one of those things where they have, right. Like where they have, um, they started with like shoulder length, kind of like wavy to curly hair, Mm -hmm. more curly than wavy, but, Mm -hmm. but definitely like, um, not curly to coily, more coily to wave or curly to wavy. And, um, it was awesome because this is the second time we'd done it, but the first time we did it, you know, it was definitely like in the midst of, of they were in a show and it was like almost, we should do this for the show. Cause they were in cabaret, they were playing the MC and it was like for that show, it would, would mm-hmm. it worked really well. Um, but now it was like, we're cutting their hair because it's really like gender affirming because it's like really like who they are in this moment. But when we cut off the like when we cut it to that shorter you know i'm not even gonna call it a pixie it's just like a short haircut it's like a really Mm -hmm. really really good ass short haircut 
Um, because like, I love it. They, they can wear it like really super masculine and they can wear it really feminine and they can just like, kind of like wear it super non-binary, like not Mm -hmm. anything really. So I love that too, but we definitely saw a lot less curl and wave. And so that was something that, you know, we definitely had to like consult with. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think is so great about like having a good ass hairdresser who like really loves you and knows who you are and like thinks about it. Um, and, and granted, you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn too hard on this, but like, I was that hairdresser. Like my guests never ever got a shitty haircut from me because I didn't care. Right. Like if my guests came in, if Marcy, if you came in and you, with your waist length hair and was like, I want a Bob, I would be like, for sure. Let's talk about where that Bob's going to sit. Right. Right. Like if you're, if you were like, I want, you know, a super short haircut, I'd be like, sounds good. Let's figure out what are you willing to put into that work? How are like, how's it going to make you feel? What are those days where you're like, I just don't want to do anything with my hair. What is, what's your contingency plan on that? Mm -hmm. Like there's, because we want people to feel good about themselves, no matter what, like that's, that's definitely something we wanted to do. And cutting off your hair can be really like, it can just be very jarring for people. I mean, I've definitely had people cry in my chair well, when we've cut off their hair. Believe that. Um, and it's like, I think you're right when you say like, these are the things that we tell ourselves. It's not yeah. just like this incredible beauty standard. Does it come from those beauty standards? Sure. Like is it influenced right. by those beauty standards? Sure. But like the lies that we tell ourselves about Oof. like the way that we're supposed to look can be so much more damaging than any picture in a magazine or a singer or, you know, like whatever. And I, so I just looked up Snow Allegra. First of all, she's fine as hell, mm-hmm. but definitely get why, because she doesn't have that super traditional oval face. Why? She, and it, it, and it's like, definitely like, there's more protrusion in, in certain mm-hmm. areas that people like, and like, I get it. I mean, she's freaking gorgeous though. Yeah. But like, there's a picture of her down where it's definitely more downplayed, but when she wears her hair back, it is definitely like full face and yes. she should be wearing her hair back anytime she wants to. She's so gorgeous. It's not even funny, yes. but also the idea that there's like one ideal face shape. Mm-mm. Like as a hairdresser, one, if you tell a client that I'm going to just like, I'm going to find you and just like run up behind you and flick the back of your head. Like (laughs) there is no ideal face shape. That's not a thing. Like all that does is make it easier for us. That's it. That's all it does. (laughs) Like if you have an oval shape and you have like super balanced features, you know, they talk about like symmetry from right to left and people Mm -hmm. with more symmetrical faces are more aesthetically pleasing. No, y'all, it's just easier. Right. That's it. That's all it is. It makes it easier on the artist because there are so many people who have unique faces, who have unique like looks that are so gorgeous to me. Like, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to use a a reference that like a model reference. So like, obviously everybody knows she's beautiful, but like in my day, Iman, Mm. that was like such a stretch because the world was so much smaller back then. It was like before the internet. So like, we didn't really know. We knew like a Who's couple out there. of Ethiopian yeah. people out in the world. But my view of what Ethiopian people were in the 80s were like the starving children in Africa who needed our help. Right. So then in comes Iman, a literal goddess yeah. with this dark skin and this like long 
angular face. And like most of the black people I knew, we didn't have angular faces. Like that was not, <laughs> it was not like that, like dark light, all that cool. But like angular faces, we were like, what? No. And granted, I was a kid. So like most, who had an angular <laughs> face as a kid? We were all chubby like, <laughs> style. Yeah. But like, it's so incredible to me. Like she was so jarring to look at for me. Grace Jones, so jarring for me to look at. And so intriguing. Like, so gorgeous. Now, mind you, I'm pretty sure both of these women have, like, you know, oval faces in some way, shape, or form. But, like, and symmetrical and all that. Mm -hmm. But, like, it it is so cool to me when I see people with unique faces, when I see people with unique looks, unique hair. It is, like, those are the people that I'm drawn to. And... If someone tells you, like, I feel like I want to like sit down and like put down the 10 commandments of like what your hairdresser can say to you and what they can't. Like if if your hairdresser tells you that you're, you can't have a haircut or hair color because of like something about your skin tone or your, you know, or your face shape. I mean, not to be super black and white about it, but like, Hey, hairdresser, get a, get a, get, get some education. Because it's, it's really, more a result of like not knowing or having the skill set. Okay. And to be fair, I mean, you know, people will be like, oh, well, I didn't learn that in beauty school. And you're right. You didn't. You didn't learn that in beauty school. There's a lot of shit you don't learn in beauty school, no matter what school you go to. Um, but it's about tailoring them to your face. Like, I will give you a bob tomorrow, Marcy. Like, a bob. Like, a short bob. And I would be happy as hell to give it to you because I know... And partially because we have very similar shaped faces, <laughs> like where to hit it, right? Like yeah. where to hit that bob so that it the does of, mm-hmm. your face the right way. So you can have any length and you can have, my, I actually had a client once, sorry, I'm totally taking over this whole conversation, but I once had a client who came to me specifically for a bang, for a fringe, right? Because her last hairdresser wouldn't do it. You don't have the right hairline for a bang. You don't have the right hairline for fringes. And I was like, now to be fair, she did have some wild ass cowlicks, but like, I was like, here's what you're going to have to do if you want to wear this. And after a significant amount of time, you know, styling your hair with product, with heat, Mm -hmm. it will start to like, do that with a little bit more like training right yeah okay okay. you know like it will happen so we did it and Lindsay had bangs and it was awesome and Lindsay was like the happiest person ever and I was just shocked that like I didn't even think about that like what you know a beauty professional um what's the word like almost like imposing these beauty standards or these limitations to beauty standards where you can have this and you can't have this. And like, yep. hundred percent. I feel like, you know, that is something to also bring up and talk about and squash. Right. Because like you're saying, there's a way there's mm-hmm. a path. It's just, you know, maybe not what everyone is, is putting out there in the world to their clientele that you can, you get this and you get that. And you know, that's not, that's not what it's about. I feel like everyone yeah. should be able to play exactly. <laughs> what they want to. And truly, 
you know, it's not like I feel like there's like hairdressers out there, like, you know, trying to wreck people's lives or anything like that's not what I'm saying. But like, I do think that like we ourselves have been fed these lines via, you know, collections and, and like the things that are out there that are artsy or like fashion trends that like kind of make it impossible for people to all play in those, those, those trends. Right. Like I remember being, in young and like in high school in the nineties and like the early (laughs) nineties and, you know, having long straight hair was it, that was it. You just had to have it. And there was like no freaking way I was going to have long straight hair. Like that wasn't a thing. So what did I do? I put box braids in my hair. So I had Mm -hmm. the same style and it came down, you know, just like the same as like all the little hippie white girls with their straight hair. Like Mm -hmm. it had that same style, but it was, it was me. Right. Yeah. And, and that was, that was great. Like I was really happy to be able to do that. And maybe I, maybe it was meant to be a hairdresser my whole life and I just didn't even know it yet, but like I, I, there's ways to play with trends that still suit who you are. And I think that some of my favorite hairdressers that I've ever witnessed behind the chair or on a stage or like in videos are those people who really know how to tailor a haircut um, or a style to that individual and, and, and help them to like, and love their, their hair. And again, you know, it's, it's interesting because over the years, I've had a lot of different mentors in the, in the hair game, but like some of the things that, that pop back up for me is like, don't give somebody a haircut that they have to style the way that you style it when they leave. Mm. Like you should show them, this is how it's going to look when you don't do anything. Mm. This is how it's going to look when you want to like do very little. And this is how it can look if you decide to go ahead and style it that day. So like one haircut, three styles, like that, it may take a little extra time. It may take a little extra energy, but then you also are outfitting your, your guest with like three different wardrobes of products that will help to celebrate their hair, no matter what the state. And like, I don't know, like, I feel like every hairdresser has run into a client on a day off and they, and their clients are like, Oh my God. and generally it's not even that bad so like whatever right but like there's there's ways to help people you know just like not have bad hair days or or minimize the bad hair days or like help them redefine what a bad hair day is yeah you know i've had to relearn everything like cutting my hair short it's like oh my go-to tricks are like oh i need to it's it's been fun and also challenging to kind of like step up my skill set just as like uh you know being the best client i could be you know and as uh, just beauty professional also you know knowing that all my old tricks may not work anymore because there's new considerations right you know (laughs) so that is always interesting what have I learned? Oh boy. Yes. What you said about, um, curl or wave. Cause I really have more of a wave, you know, and I, while it was longer and during quarantine and like, you know, laying off heat and diffusing, it was getting curlier. So I felt like the first week of the haircut and I did leave the salon more of like, you know, a polished waved look when I washed it, learning how to diffuse, like didn't really love the outcome. And like you said, I'm not seeing the same type of curl pattern. I have been favoring blowing it out a little bit more, but I'm still, I air dried it recently with kind of um, a no blowout, kind of just say, you know, let it air dry. I did like that kind of just natural texture. So I'm just learning all the different ways it reacts and, you know, how to avoid making it look like a mom haircut. I do realize when I wake up in the morning, it looks like that. So 
Like right now. <laughs> You're like, it's totally fine though. It's totally fine though. That's okay. I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> um, also Marcy. And again, I, I recognize that not everybody can see you, but like, if that's your mom here, you are a fucking cool mom. Like that's, that's really good. But I think that that's the other thing like too, like I love, I love two things that you just said. One, you said polished, mm-hmm. polished blowout, um, which leads me to like the whole thought process of like polished versus presentable. Mm-hmm. I like, I like polished way more than presentable because you can polish anything. Like yeah. if my hair is curly, 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 and it's like super defined, it's super polished. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, presentable. I, we were talking about that meme that we saw on Instagram where it's like this beautiful black woman with her, like, you know, beautiful Afro and her hair is like, she's got a little sign that just says like, my hair is presentable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like all of these like places where we move from awareness because like, let's be honest, everyone is aware. Yep. We choose, we choose to engage or not engage. And that's like our choice, no matter what we're talking about, not just hair, but like moving beyond that awareness to an acceptance and to like learning how to play and like learning how to enjoy and learning how to like be positive about those like unknowns rather than, mm-hmm. you know, um, and like framing, reframing the way we talk about it. Right. Like using, using a word like polished rather than like presentable or like professional right. or whatever, like that's just a, it's a more polished look rather than a more like organic look. Right. Like both right. of those things are like great words. Neither of them have negative connotations. Um, but they absolutely describe something totally different. Right. And I think that that is such an incredible part of like, when you do something like a big chop, like having to like recognize those things about who you are and like what you're doing. And, you know, from the, the perspective of, you know, like the person who does it, like who, who puts those looks on people. Like, I also love what you said about just like, about about just like relearning like that to me is like that puts that puts to me more interest in like and not that I'm like trying to go back behind the chair or anything but like I'm like ooh, that really shapes the way that I would think about doing people's hair in a different way right like how do I help them do that is is very cool you're so yeah I've been uh, thinking about like, you know, what is it about the beauty industry that I love both, both as a consumer, as a participant, professionally working in it. And I discovered in my own like, you know, journey of there's a parallel to things I like to do outside of work or beauty. I love to cook or get in the kitchen and, and learn new recipes. And I came to that, you know, discovery of learning new tricks and watching tutorials whether it's makeup tutorials or hair tutorials or kitchen you know like new things like that's to me what keeps me going back and learning like new skills new techniques like my husband makes fun of me if I'm in the kitchen and I'm like dicing the vegetables and all these like perfect shapes but there's something about that that is like therapeutic it's the same thing with like you know oh I want to learn how to you know but really diffuse my hair when I was wearing it longer. That was something that I just, I just like taking on these little challenges and learning. I think that's, especially when it's your own body. It's like, well, we were given this, you know, the stuff grows out of my head. It's here. Might as well have fun with it, experiment and learn new things. And I think that's, you know, personally, I find a lot of 
I don't know, meaning and just enjoyment, just like experimenting. And I think that's, you know, the part of beauty that is beautiful. You know, it's, it's, it's healthy to do that. It's, and it's not about, I think a lot of the times what we struggle with is if you think you said it, like other people's expectations and society's expectations and like, Oh, but you've always worn your hair long. Oh, you've always like, it's almost like poking and prodding, like, Oh, this, you know, inquisitive or yes, there may be reasons behind making those changes, but it's really, it's should be about experimenting and having fun and not like what other people think you should look or how you should look or how you should present to the world. Like that's yes. not what it's about. It's not for other people. It's about you. Exactly. Oh, yes, Marcy, that it is for you. Um, I wanted to just like throw this out there to you because you said kitchen and like watching, um, watching um, tutorials and such. I just found food dolls. I'm super late mm. on food dolls because apparently they have um, 290,000 followers. So like, I don't know about them, but they are <laughs> everything but basic, which I love. They're Egyptian yes. American and they um, it's Aliyah and Radwa and they are sisters and they have the mm. cutest, most delicious ass looking like Instagram in the world. And it's all just like, they, and they talk over like what they're doing. It's usually like a skillet or a, or mm-hmm. like a dish or something. And so they add the things and they, you see the, just the food, but you can hear them talking about it. And it's just like, they sound like exactly what, what you're saying. They sound like they're having fun. Like, oh, we're going to add this in. Oh, wait, are you going to add the, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and I'm sure it's like super scripted in some ways, but like, it's really genuine and I really loved it. And I think that that's kind of like what, one of the things that I've really enjoyed, like a lot of hairdressers will be like, Oh, Pinterest, YouTube, because they can get our clients, right? Like our guests in the chair, like give them some like serious misinformation. I mean, I think we all remember that one young lady who was like, watch me curl my hair. And then like lost her whole ass head of hair because she like, or that whole curl because she, (laughs) I'm going to turn it up to 400 on my fine hair. And like, Yep, keep it there for a long time and wrap it real tight. No, right. So I'm like imploring all of my hairdresser friends to like, please continue to make content. But like also please continue to make content that shares with people how to play with their own hair. Like how to get excited about it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like here's how you do this safely. Try all of those styles. Like pro tip, any new iron that you get, whether it's a smoothing iron, a curling iron, a wand, play with it off before you play with it on and then slowly move the heat to the place. Like, again, doesn't matter whether or not you're like fine, medium or coarse, try it off so that you can get the motion that you see in the videos down first without singeing the crap out of your hair. Or like one of my beautiful guests, Emma, she used to, uh, we got her a wand and like, she ended up bringing the wand back because her friends were like, you're not using that safely and she did have like a ton of burns all over her arms Uh she just didn't really have the skill set but I tell you what if you give Emma the opportunity to like finger coil her hair and like diffuse it it looked me it looked amazing she's super good at doing her hair but she just wanted to try something new but she needed that safety net and I was not I was all about like here's your heat protection for your hair. But like, I didn't heat protect her body or show her how to use that tool. So that was like my problem. Yeah. That was, that was something that I should have done for her. And that was a, that was a moment of, of like awareness for me that was like, Oh, huh, 
okay, you should do that. You should definitely do that. Show people how to do these things. So yeah. And amen to professionals putting content out there. That's given the right guidance. Like I, you know, big into nail art. There's a few uh, nail artists that I follow. And one of them recently I was taking questions from, you know, her audience and I love some of the dialogue, you know, some of the questions, natural questions people have is like, oh, you know, how do I get gel nails and not ruin my nails or this and that? And she basically, you know, schooled everyone on you're probably a creating your own trauma to your nails by ripping stuff off or an improper removal or over buffing. But your nails don't have lungs. They don't need to breathe. So it's more about proper removal. And I was like, yes, this is like, I know this because I, I'm, you know, like I go, I see my uh, nail technician on a very religious, regular basis. <laughs> I've been to my nail technician. Love their way. Have. Yeah, so it's a good. serious one. It's a very serious one. But, you know, I've, when people ask questions about those services, like, well, like, and you mentioned that, like, there are certain proper uh, maintenance, you know, routines that you have to be willing or just aware of that. If you don't follow this path, you're going to have challenges. If you rip off, you know, acrylic, you're going to, you know, it's not the acrylic that's damaging your nails <laughs> or the gel. <laughs> it is the trauma of ripping off. <laughs> okay. Well, one <laughs> Thank you for telling me about um, that nails don't have lungs and they don't breathe because like I have 100 subscribed to that idea, even with my gel nails on right now, like I'm probably (laughs) not doing super good things for my nails, but it's about the removal, which absolutely, boo, you know that I'm just like, oh, it's coming off. So I'm just going to peel it off and like, because I just, that and so that's like user you know, that's, that's, that's like lashes. I've all, we've all done that. Right. It's like, Oh, I'm going to rip. It's like, well, there went my lashes with, Mm -hmm. you know, the glue, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whether they're extensions or like the, you know, Uh the falsies or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, and the same can be said with hair, like, especially when people don't have a good awareness or understanding of like what their hair type is or their hair texture and how those things are totally different. Like, I'll just like break it down real quick. Like, right. So you got fine, medium, and coarse. All too often people will be like, I have really fine hair or I no, they'll say I have really thin hair, mm-hmm. but they've got a ton of it. So like, there's a difference here, right? Fine, medium, and coarse, like defines the diameter of your hair. So if you're like one individual strand is like really fine. Like if you put it one little piece of hair in between your fingers and thumbs and you can't really feel it, or you feel it very minimally, that's generally a fine head of hair. Right. And then you've got medium, which again, doesn't relate to the density, but then you can do that same trick and you'll, you'll feel it, but it's like, you know, It's just like, it's just, it's there. It's like specific. It's definitely there. But then when you've got coarse hair, like when you roll that one piece through, you can like, you can really feel it. Like you can feel almost like the ridges or not ridges, Mm -hmm. but like the cuticle on it, because it's just the amount of cuticle that's on that hair. That's the only difference. The interior is still the same on finer heads of hair. So we'll just get real technical for a second. Like, so there's three parts to your hair. There's like a cuticle, which is the outermost layer of your hair. And it lays down kind of like, um, like shingles or scales, mm-hmm. right? So they kind of fold over each other and overlap. The interior from there is the cortex. And that's like where all your nutrients, all your melanin, like everything just like lives there. And then on the interior, the very interior um, is called the medulla. And the medulla, 
we're still questioning what the what the medulla really is like mm. we know that it's like soft you know soft tissues and like air pockets mostly and in really fine heads of hair some people don't even have a medulla like it's wow. really just like like a slight air pocket um so that's like the construction of a piece of hair so with fine hair you just have you have all those basic parts with like i said you know maybe not the medulla but you have a lot less layers of cuticle so like cut your hair lifts really quickly meaning that it can go blonde really quickly um that means like if you color it darker you may end up getting more color in it right because like or it make you may perceive it darker because those color molecules are filling up a smaller tube than a medium or coarse hair. Um, how product reacts to it, how shampoos react to it, how like how the weight of the products that you put in your hair will be different if you've got that really fine hair. Now, medium textured hair is like definitely that like sort of like average hair, whether your hair is weight, straight, wavy, curly, coily, that everyone's pretty much like medium. That's a pretty standard head of hair. Um, but what's cool about that is that that just has like a few more layers of cuticle on it. But then with that coarse, making it like a little bit bigger so you can feel it a little more between your fingers. But then that coarse head of hair has up to 16 layers of cuticle on it, which wow. makes it hard to color, which means that like you may need more products. It may need may mean you need a little bit more heat in order to manipulate that that piece of hair into the way that you want it to work all of them are beautiful all of them mm -hmm. are amazing all of them have value but the thought process is is like when you think about like what your hair texture is you can think about like how you can manipulate it when you think about your curl pattern or your type that means like that gives you an idea of like what your hair is going to look like in a natural state and like what is possible, right? Like what's possible with your hair. And to me, when I think about those things and I put them together, it really helps me to inform my guests on like the types of cuts, colors, and styles that they're going to really think they'll enjoy. Like right. what's going to look good on their face, but also like what's going to help them enjoy their hair. Um, so the whole idea of like, and then there's density, right? And density is the last thought process, but like density is, is something that like, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. They're like, I've got really thin hair. No, you have fine hair. You have a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Your density is very high. Um, so, you know, and it's interesting because like when you have really curly hair, your density is like kind of tricky because like when I, when my hair is wet, I look like a drowned rat. Like I look like I've got seven, seven layers, seven hairs on my head. Like head. I look like the freaking crypt keeper, but like, it's, it's like, it's not cute. I look bald, but as Marcy, you can attest, I don't look bald right now. <laughs> like, mm -mm. like my, my curly curlies are like, you know, giving me that volume, giving me that, and that frizz <clears throat> that people like are so hateful about, like, no, that gives me some like, softness and some you know um some volume and i i'm not mad at frizz like i it's 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 volume over definition for me <laughs> like every time <laughs> every time i've heard people make analogies that help consumers like me really wrap our heads around it like comparing hair strands to spaghetti or like trees in a forest like for example like i feel like i've been told i have 
fine hair, but a lot of it. So I think in my head, okay, so I have a bunch of skinny trees in a dense forest. Is yes. that like <laughs> yes, yes. Skinny. I visually need to like think about things that way to process. Totally. You're like an eight, you're like a forest full of angel hair, babe. That's what okay. you are. You're just yeah, like a big old bowl of angel hair. Um, I love that. That's amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so true. Like as a consumer, people really conflate like those two things, right? It's like yep. what an individual hair strand mm-hmm. and then what you have on a full head of hair, two totally different, you know, totally aspects. And what's cool is that like, again, when you go through and you make a big chop, you get to understand your hair in a different way. And, and that can really help you take that awareness that you have of your hair when you're doing your hair and the awareness that you've grown up with and like the way that you've been received, it can really shift how you are received in different ways. It can shift how you receive yourself in different ways. And like, it moves past just like, oh yeah, I'm aware of my hair to like accepting my hair. And it's so funny because for 20 plus years, I have been helping people love and accept their hair on multiple occasions, but it was only after I cut my hair that I realized how much work I needed to do mm-hmm. on my self-acceptance of my hair. Because like I said, you know, I come from a long line of people who like women, we are, our hair just like, it likes to thin out and that's not uncommon. Um, but that can make you feel like not as vital as you used to be right. and like all these things. Um, but it also is... Like, it just reminds you, like, what's important, you know, and like how you view yourself is, is the thing that, that, that really makes you beautiful. Like we've talked about this before, right. You know, um, one of my good friends, Fiona just put up a, put up like a little, um, she reposted something on Instagram and it was like, she looks amazing for being over 40. Mm. Like, Wow. And it's like, how about she just looks amazing? Yep. You know, that other, like there's there's no purpose in that part of the statement. Yeah. Like she looks amazing with short hair. How about she just looks amazing? She looks amazing with long hair. How about she just looks amazing? Like for the amount of times that people have like given me, given me like feedback on my hair. And I, I solicited unsolicited feedback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know you, I know you get it too, because your hair is like, I mean, first of all, your hair long, phenomenal, your hair long or shorter, phenomenal. Like you have great hair. Like you just have great hair. So people definitely are going to like use that as like an opportunity to talk to you, especially again, considering the business that we are all yeah. in, you know, it, it, it definitely, I see why people define you. Or like make comments about your hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good hair. But also, I'm not sure where people's like opinions of your hair feel like they need to be shared beyond like, your hair looks great today. That would suffice. (laughs) No qualifiers, right? Like four, you know. (laughs) It's fine. It's totally cool. Um, But people really do. They feel the need to like get in there. And I mean, 
If you're listening to this podcast, you already know how we feel about like touching people's hair and like getting into people's spaces. Like you, you can already guess, like that's not something we're super into. My also second least favorite thing to hear is, is that all yours? Oh, yes. Yeah. Who I've fucking people, cares? I've had people reach in when I used to work <gasps> hair shows. So it was Shut actually up. hairdressers when I used to work behind a booth. There, I mean, my hair was traditionally very long and my density has changed. So it's definitely not as dense as it used to. And there was definitely a few women that reached in as <gasps> extensions and like literally reached into my hair to like touch because they didn't believe when I said it's, it's growing from my head. <laughs> so wait, first of all, they had the audacity to ask you if it was yours. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they didn't believe you and felt that they need to go on their own exploratory, like reach and grab. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I'm so shocked by this because I a am a hairdresser and b a black woman and I know fucking people are just like I no 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 chill like no chill no chill yeah well holy like you already were like yes so why do you feel nah nah. Yeah. Let me get in I mean, there and see. Yeah, we're at a hair show, so I get it. I mean, yeah, no, there's an extension no, booth down. Nope. So I just, you know, let it slide. But I'm like, wait, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's super the, I think the same time um, baby doll dresses were in style. And I also had someone reach in and touch <gasps> my stomach. Um, it's like, oh, are you wearing a baby doll dress? Or are you pregnant? Which is also another thing. I was like, wow, <gasps> two, two in one day. I specifically remember that day very vividly because it was like, whoa, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Hell no, dude. Yeah. Hell no. I am blown away. That is... Oh, people. Honestly, but again, I have never worn a baby doll dress ever. I mean, it hasn't been, I feel like there hasn't been much, you know, trend in that direction. But yeah, it kind of messed with me. Like, wow, every time you, if a woman wears an empire waist, is that a uh, signal she's mm-hmm. pregnant or mm-hmm. hiding something? It's like, no, I just wanted to wear this. <laughs> <Be Probably. comfortable. laughs> um, funny story. When I was a senior in high school and I was going to prom and I was prom shopping with my mom, I found a beautiful floor length cream dress, diaphanous, like flowy gorgeousness, empire waist, you know, because I had to have something tight to hold the girls in because mm-hmm. they got a mind of their own. Man. I was <laughs> like, um, and I was not trying to look like too, like I've always sort right. of downplayed my chest because that's not ever really been my, I'm like, mm-hmm. ah. um, but I'm 17 years old. No, I was 18, 18 years old. And I'm shopping with my mom for a dress and I come out and the sales lady was like, Oh, you look amazing in that dress. And my mom was like, you really do look amazing in that dress. And I loved that dress. And I bought that dress. I felt like I looked amazing in it too. And she's like, well, just, it's nice to be able to go to prom without having to worry about, you know, people seeing your, and I was like, wow. I'm not, I'm not pregnant. I wanted to be like, bitch, I'm not pregnant. I'm fat. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> and I wasn't, I mean, being fat is totally fine. I'm not ever mad at it, but I also was like, what? So it, it actually, I, again, some of the things well, that people say, those like, assumptions make an ass mm-hmm. out of, yeah, mostly them, mm-hmm. not, you know, not really, not really. Yeah. Not really us. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Marcy, oh, this is a good one again. Good. I love it. I love, again, I love every time we get to have these conversations because there's like new shit, old shit, affirming shit. Like we're like the affirmation of just like the beauty, right? Like, cause, and how it just shows up in these really incredibly beautiful ways and in, and on so many different levels. Um, this has been a good one too, because I feel like, you know, it really, you know, for, for folks who are considering cutting off your hair, I mean, you only live once, do it, just do it, but make sure you find a hairdresser who's like, wants to do that journey with you. Because I think that that's a piece that is, you know, like it can be challenging and there can be days where you're like, what am I doing? And it doesn't matter if you're taking it from your waist to your collarbone or your collarbone to a, to a bob or a bob to shave your head. Like when you cut off more than like an inch or two, like it is a significant change and there's like different things that need to go with that. And so, you know, I think that like that to me is really beautiful and really like a part of like understanding who you are as a human being and how you show up in the world. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Making any change. Like I think to your point, like being aware what may be involved, making a big change and just being honest with yourself and being a good client. I feel like that's what we could do as clients to support our hairdressers is (laughs) being coachable and knowing that, you know, you're going to have to try new things, you know, maintenance is going to require different things and being open and willing, you know, to, to be a good coachable client, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's you, I think, us at home maintaining our hair we have you know some more learning to do like we're you know we just have one head of hair and if we change that it's going to take different skill sets different techniques products you know i think that's what's um i think a big part of it being open to doing things different because it's mm. going to require different things in order to get to where you want to go totally yeah uh, you know you can't just do the same things and use the same types of products with, you know, previous hair and new hair. I think that was learning for me is just like being, you know, having that awareness that I don't know how to do everything right now Mm -hmm. with my shorter hair and I'm going to get there though. Yes. (laughs) And it's that acceptance piece, right? That just like, I'm aware of what my goals and limitations are, which means I am like, and I'm okay with them. So like right on. Oh, Marcy. Well, that's probably our time and plus uh, for today. But uh, thank you so much, Marcy. I, you're just like always every day. We're just like, just adore you to pieces. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to For All Hair Types. We hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, please consider leaving us a rating and review or even sending it to a friend. Follow us on Instagram at For All Hair Types Pod. Do you have a hair story you'd like to share? Send it on over to For All Hair Types Podcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. You can even leave us a voicemail at ForAllHairTypes.com. See you next time. For All Hair Types is created by Mahogany Plouts and Marcy Miguel Richards, produced by Taylor Lane.